with that, welcome in, folks, to another edition of the Orange or Brown Report podcast. I am once again your host, Jared Mueller. I am fresh off a plane from Houston and recording here for you guys. Going into Wednesday morning, as we, as we, as being my family, we return to work uh, and return to the great state of Ohio. Interestingly enough, we are talking about someone who may have just flown from the great state of Texas, from Houston, in fact, to Cleveland, Ohio, to the great state of Ohio. And that person is one Jadavion Clowney, right? And so we have talked about Clowney till we're blue in our face here at the OBR podcast as well as on the site. But we're going to talk a little bit about him, and then I'm going to tell you the one big reason I think the Cleveland Browns are going to sign Jadavian Clowney and not any of the competition you're about to hear about or have heard about, right? So uh, we're going to talk about that, but let's first talk about Jadavian Clowney and what is going on with him and what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. So, so we know the story. Listen, Lane Atkins at the OBR for our subscribers has kept us up to date. Uh, Rumor Central, he shared information, asked the insiders. He has answered question after question as best he can, right? And so the reality with the source game, and, and listen, I dabbled in that for a few years, and, and I'm currently out of it, and who knows if I'll dabble back in. You know, all of it really comes down to in-person things. I am an in-person person when it comes to building sources, building credibility with those sources, getting to know people, all of that kind of stuff. The lack of an NFL combine, a long with everything that was going on last year with the pandemic. So two years running where things were just really different and interesting. Um, Even though last year wasn't into the pandemic, it was, I'll just be honest, it was an interesting year for the Browns at at Indy. New people to meet, try to meet, all of that, figure out where they are, all that just didn't work out. So, but I'll tell you a little bit, you know, just in general about the source game. The reality is, is in general, you know, you have more information than you're allowed to share. And sometimes you have information and you can't share any of it, but it's your source's way of knowing you can trust them. And it's, sorry, it's your way of knowing you can trust your source. And it's your source's way of knowing they can trust you. And so when someone gives me this bit of information, right, whatever it is from a, for, from a few years ago, right? Um, and again, sources aren't always right. They don't always get the right information, whatever it is, but sometimes they give you a little nugget here and there, right? They give you, hey, we're going to be opening the season this date with this team, but you can't tell anybody. Like, that's great because when it comes true, you're like, all right, my source continues to be right about things. But then your source is like, my guy didn't share that. He, he did what I asked him to do. So there's a lot of that stuff going on because the reality is, is whether it's all the way up at ownership with Jimmy Haslam, Paul D. Podesta, Andrew Berry, Kevin Stefanski, all, all on down the line, uh, you know, some of the PR people, media people, whatever, they do pay attention. And so, you know, people like Lane, people like Brad, you know, have to be careful in what they share. And so I want you to know that, you know, at times when you feel like Lane or Brad are being vague or coy or whatever, well, first, you have to realize that's a part of kind of the game, part of that source thing. The other thing to remember is, at least for the OBR, our job and our goal is not really to break the story. Yeah, every once in a while, we're going to break things, right? Every once in a while, we're going to put up in Rumor Central, boom, this has happened, or this is going to happen, or whatever. 
But really, for our subscribers, that's always going to happen, right? You're going to find out the actual news. What we try to make sure we do for our subscribers is the kind of behind the scenes. Why, what, process, all of that. So this, that, and the other, right? So, well, this is what was going on, and this is kind of the conversation, or this is why, or here's some of the things they were thinking, this is where it was, right? All of those things for us and for our subscribers are more important than the news, right? Now, listen, if we break something, great, right? And and Lane always is uh, on top of the game for a lot of the bigger stories and some of many of the smaller stories, and, and Brad as well as he kind of grows his game a little bit. But the reality is, is while well, we're going to do that, what we really want to do is share the why, share the story, share the behind the scenes. So they have done that. And so we're talking about Jadavion Clowney. Listen, I have no idea. Could that? Could they sign him tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Well, tomorrow will be Wednesday, by the way. So when you're listening to this, could they sign him today? Absolutely. Is that everybody's expectation? Maybe. I think most people expect it. We're going to talk at the end that there is some noise that other teams could get involved or have been trying to get involved, and maybe that explains the leak, the early leak, that the he was meeting with the Browns on Monday when the reality it ended up being Wednesday. Maybe that was a little gamesmanship by Clowney's team to see if maybe he can get somebody else involved, bigger contract, longer contract, or at least enough to get a little bit extra money out of out of the Browns, and I'll be very blunt with you, that is the game for the agents, right? The agent's job is to get their their client where the client wants to go and for the most money and whatever other priorities are there. So playing these little games or doing these little things, that's their job, right? And so I don't read too much into that. You know, that's if, if they're going to get this amount of money from the Browns and they think that's what's going to happen, hey, uh, <clears throat> we're going to meet with the Browns on Monday and we're probably going to sign <clears throat> Diana Rossini. Here you go. Here's some information. And Josina Anderson, whoever it was. And oh, there were travel delays. So they weren't lying to Rossini or Josina Anderson. There's just some travel delays. Well, Lane will tell you a little bit more about that and ask the insiders. But. The expectation is the Cleveland Browns will sign Jadavion Clowney on Wednesday today. As you are listening to this, it's a possibility. As I'm recording this, it's a little bit short of 8 o'clock, and I'll tell you, I, we believe Clowney is landing. Okay, so we believe Jadavion Clowney is landing from Houston. Uh, that is the current belief. He'll be landing here around 8 o'clock or so. And then what time he gets into the Browns tomorrow, you know, my assumption would be 9, 10 o'clock. Who knows? Maybe it's a little earlier than that. Maybe it's a little later. Who knows what they've set up or planned for that. But, and again, I've been on vacation for about five days, so maybe all that information is out someplace. So just a quick conversation about Clowney with the Browns. I think it's a no-brainer. Last year, the Browns were willing to sign him to a three- or four-year deal, $12, $14, 15000000 million, with lots, reports of lots of money in different places, but they were willing to do that. So th- then he had another knee surgery. Now, listen, last year, no sacks, had a very good season when it comes to run, getting uh, pressures on the quarterback, all of that stuff, but he was the number one uh, kind of edge presence for the Titans, so he got a lot of attention. Now, Jake Burns has done a great job breaking down the film of of Jadavion Clowney, what he's good at, what he's not good at, and the one thing we know he is not good at is bending the edge, and so 
a lot of pass rushers get their sacks bending the edge. We've watched Miles Garrett do it in almost miraculous kind of ways. That is not Clowney's game. Instead of a lot of his game is um, chopping the hands, getting inside. Again, Jake does a great job of, of explaining this with film. And so Clowney for the Browns fits. I wrote an article about do they have a kind of a type that they want to cross from Miles Garrett. And I think Jadavion Clowney fits that type in that he is a guy who's going to push the pocket. He's an athletic guy that can chase down Lamar Jackson's and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen's as, as much as anybody can do that, right? Like we're not talking about, you know, he's not Derwin James or, you know, any of those kind of really, really fast, smaller guys, but from an edge presence, he's the type of guy who can at least do the best to chase those guys down really long, really lengthy. I joke that Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney can spread uh, and Gregory Rousseau would be another player like this, that they could touch uh, their fingertips to fingertips and basically go from tackle to tackle, right? They're just really long players. So he can press the pocket. And by pressing the pocket, that's going to keep the quarterback inside. And that's going to put him in a position where he may have to back up into Miles Garrett or step up into Sheldon Richardson, Malik Jackson, Andrew Billings, Jordan Elliott, and create conflict for the quarterback and again when he gets if he is able to get outside of the pocket then you have a player like Clowney who can release and we'll you'll see some of this he doesn't exactly write about specifically but you'll see him release off of his blocks and get outside and chase down quarterbacks and and other players as well Uh, and we know Miles Garrett can do that so there's a lot of really good qualities about Jadavion Clowney now are we going to be honest is he Miles Garrett no Is he Von Miller? No. Is he Khalil Mack or what Khalil Mack was? No. That's why he's available. That, obviously, injury. And that's why he's only going to get paid, and I quote, unquote, only, eight, nine, seven, ten. You know, it depends on, again, structure and all that stuff's really important. But that's why he's available, right? And so... As many people have said uh, across the spectrum, Miles Garrett signing, if he does, I'm sorry, Jadavion Clowney signing, Miles Garrett signed his extension. He should be here for a while. Jadavion Clowney doesn't necessarily change their draft uh, plans at 26, second round, third round, all on down the board. It might on the interior of the defensive line if they have Clowney who can play inside, plus the other four guys I already mentioned. Miles Garrett can slide inside. Tag McKinley can slide inside. Maybe, maybe that's where it impacts it, where they don't go for an interior player because they have enough guys who can rotate in there. But it doesn't have to affect that they do or don't go for an edge rusher. So signing Clowney just affects the salary cap. Right? Maybe it affects Curtis Weaver. Maybe it affects Porter Gustin. Maybe, right? Like maybe that's the down the line is they have to get rid of one of those younger guys. I would say it just slides Joe Jackson off the roster, but who knows, right? You just never know what that's going to look like. So for the Browns, it's at some level a no brainer. Would I hope or like that they figure out a two year deal, something that maybe a three year, you know, something that has some void years, whatever, but that that it's really maybe a two year contract, kind of lining up with Troy Hills? That would be great. I want to see Clowney in place for a couple years, and I'm actually going to talk about why in just a couple seconds when I talk about why I expect him to sign with the Cleveland Browns. But again, just up front, 
it being real. Jadavion Clowney is not the, the double-digit sack guy. Now, he could start to push that number uh, based on everybody around him, but he's not creating that by bending the edge and, and all of those kind of things. But that does not mean he's not a really good player, right? But if he is your number one guy and he's getting a lot of quarterback pressures but not sacks, that's a problem for your team. That was a problem for the Titans, the Seahawks, and at times the Houston Texans because J.J. Watt was out pretty often, right? So that was a problem. But now, as the Browns' number two guy, sometimes number three guy, whatever it is, well, now those pressures that he's creating leads to sacks because he's creating pressures for the number one guy. He's creating pressures for Sheldon Richardson. He's creating pressures for Tack McKinley. He's creating pressures for a safety blitz or whatever it is, but he is not the number one guy who has to create pressures and get the sacks. He's creating pressures. Other people can get the sacks and the Browns have those players available on their roster. And that is why signing Jadavion Clowney again, we don't expect Andrew Barry to get to to make some crazy dumb sign- signing, right? He's not signing him for fifteen million dollars for one year or whatever. But and again, remember whatever numbers you see, just like we did with Troy Hill uh, and some of the other contracts. Just remember void years and structure. All that stuff really matters. Jadavion Clowney signing with the Cleveland Browns makes a lot of sense. And if that happens today, Wednesday, as you are listening to this, as he lands tonight, I'm currently recording this. Uh, he'll be re- he'll be landing about the time I finish this recording. We think Jadavion Clowney is home. Hopefully he's home for a couple years at least. And hopefully he's home to make a big impact. Before I tell you why I think the Browns and not other teams that might make a late push because their agents, hint, hint, wink, wink, made, yeah, we're going to probably sign. Uh, he's coming in on Monday, folks. You want to make your last bid? Why I think it's going to be the Cleveland Browns and not another team. But first, a word from our sponsors. And as I always say, please support those who support us, right? The OBR.com, we love what we have in support from the Blue Wire Podcast Network, 24-7 Sports, all of our ads, all of our sponsors, please, all of them, support them if you can. Um, you know, that's that's just important, right? That's how ever, all of this kind of machine works is as we get to do the work, we choose to do the work because there, there is some financial reaping on the back end of it, right? Our time is valuable, all that stuff. So support those who support us, right? That's just something I ask of you. So let's talk about Jadavion Clowney and let's talk about, listen, the reality is we're, we've heard some rumblings, we've heard some reports. There's been things all over Twitter in the Indianapolis is making a late push over the last few days, right? They're they're trying to get in on Jadavion Clowney. Weird that that happened shortly after rumors that he was coming to Cleveland on Monday and going to sign on Monday. Really weird how that happens, right? So Indianapolis all of a sudden is making a push. And who knows who else might be making a push. I'll be honest, I don't know all of the reports out there, but I wouldn't be shocked to hear, I don't know, Miami? He's probably not going to go there. Um, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to go there in the past. Uh, so he's probably not going to go there, but Miami might be making a push or whoever might have cap space. Oh, the Jets. Will the Jets make a push after signing Carl Lawson? I don't know. But here's what I do know is obviously it's fine if his agents are trying to get more money. That's the reality of their job, right? Is to put their client in the best position to make the most money. And in the NFL, while many of you might be saying, well, yeah, but if he has a really good year with the Browns and stays healthy, he can cash in next year. None of that, even especially with his injury history, but even without his injury history, 
right? Assuming that is at some level silly, given the nature of the position of the game, all of that kind of stuff. There are other positions. Maybe you feel a little bit more comfortable about that, but there aren't many, right? There aren't many positions in the NFL where you go, you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. Some players do, right? But, but, but many players, listen, if you can get two or 3 million extra this year, you get your two or three million extra. Like no matter what you've made in your career, at some level, two or three million dollars is always two or three million dollars. But let me go back and walk you through Jadavion Clowney and what his experience has been like, especially kind of late in his career or later in his career. So in 2018, he was franchise tagged. Sorry, after the 2018 season, he was franchise tagged by the Houston Texans. So drafted number one overall, the Houston Texans never really bought into Jadavion Clowney. They always were J.J. Watt's team and then Deshaun Watson. Clowney never really got it, right? He never got that investment. He never... Now, you could say, looking at his stats, right? Four and a half sacks his second year. He only played uh, four games his rookie year. Four and a half, six, nine and a half, nine. Those are his seasons with the, the Texans. So you might say, well, he didn't deserve that. You might be right. I'm not, no judgment. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong, but from a personal experience. So 2018, after the season, he has nine sacks. So in two straight years, 18 and a half sacks total, tons of quarterback pressures, plays the run really well. He played in 30 of the 30, I'm sorry, he played in 31 of the 32 games, right? So he, he did a lot, right? So, okay, maybe it's time for him to cash in, right? Maybe he's, He's about to get that money. Maybe he's about to get that security, that commitment, and they franchise tag him. And from what we understand, and this is back in Bill O'Brien's time, so we know that there's a lot of drama, a lot of just a lot of not good stuff happening. Now, I'm not saying the Texans all of a sudden have turned the page since Bill O'Brien is just different ick right now going on. So franchise tagged, dealt to Seattle. Um, he had to sign his franchise tags to do that. That came late, right? So he gets dealt to Seattle for some random uh, Barkevius Mingo and some other players goes to Seattle, thinks they really want him, right? This is a place they traded for him. They wanted him. They signed to, you know, they were willing to take on this franchise tag money for a linebacker defensive end. He goes there. He plays in 13 out of the 16 games, only has three sacks, doesn't feel like a great fit, but didn't have a lot of time to get, you know, inundated into that, that defense. But uh, Pete Carroll and uh, John Schneider seem like they want him around for a little while. And then they let him go. And then last year, so they let, they just in free agency didn't really make a big push to sign him. And then we know all the drama last year because Browns fans were excited. Jadavion Clowney might sign. Jadavion Clowney might sign. And then he didn't, right? The Browns made the biggest offer, according to many, many reports. Instead, so let, again, let's walk through it. Bill doesn't feel like he's wanted, invested in, can trust the Houston Texans gets franchise tag, gets sent to Seattle, thinks that's a place that might want him, willing to pay him this one-year deal, but let's negotiate a longer-term contract. Maybe he's wanted. They traded for him. They brought him in, and they they don't really make an effort to do that. Now, again, he may have earned all of that. We're not, oh, this isn't poor Jadavion Clowney. This is trying to get inside his psyche, right? So now he's 
ultra pursued by the Cleveland Browns, but the Browns were terrible. Y'all know that, right? The Browns were in disarray. First year head coach, Kevin Savansky, first year, both of these are first year and first time, first year and first time head coach, Kevin Savansky, first year, first time general manager, Andrew Berry, both really, really young. People were up in the air about Baker Mayfield last offseason. If there's any of you left on that up in the air train, y'all just get on the train. Like it's it. Listen, will he ever be Patrick Mahomes? I don't know, but he is really, really good. He is a player that can lead the team to the Super Bowl. But we didn't think that. We didn't know that for sure last offseason. There was a lot of unknowns, but the Browns were very aggressive. The Browns were very consistent. They told Clowney he was wanted. They made it very obvious that he was wanted. But Clowney had been left at the altar, so to speak. He was um, lost trust in Houston with Bill O'Brien and company. Had a little glimmer of hope in Seattle with Pete Carroll and John Schneider. Lost trust. Didn't feel wanted. Didn't know who to who would really use him well. Who would you know? Who actually cared? All of those kind of things. So he goes to Tennessee with Mike Vrabel, who was his coach in Houston and he was connected to because he trusted how he was going to be used just personally believed that Mike Vrabel was someone he could put his stock in and then he got injured so eight games we we saw all the stats Jake put some great stuff up on the OBR make sure you check that out they're they're all over the place about pressures and all that stuff but he got injured only plays half the season why do I think the Cleveland Browns and no other team, unless someone blows the Browns offer out of the water, and I don't think any team is dumb enough to do that, just given Clowney's history, why do I think the Cleveland Browns are going to sign Jadavion Clowney? Why would Jadavion Clowney sign with the Cleveland Browns? It's very simple. It's two reasons. The number one reason you already know, the Browns are good, right? That's people looking at how I'm going to tease this podcast. The number one reason is that the Browns are good. So, yeah, come on board, right? Add number two to that is probably Miles Garrett, right, and a good defensive line. But I don't think those are it. I mean, those are important. I think he he likes those things. Those things are exciting and good, and, and maybe all of that will get him paid more, whether it's after this season or after the next season, whatever it is. But I think he likes all of that. But I think as a player, he, he chose Tennessee last year because he trusted Mike Vrabel. He felt wanted by Mike Vrabel. He knew Mike Vrabel. Well, guess who he knows now? Guess who he knows is consistent? Guess who he knows is persistent? Guess who he's met with, talked to over time? Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, and Joe Woods. Jadavion Clowney trusts the Cleveland Browns maybe more than any or almost any other team in the NFL. Jadavion Clowney trusts the Cleveland Browns. He feels respected. He feels wanted. He feels sought after. And he knows them now. Now, does he know them as well as he knew Mike Vrabel? No. But two years running, the Cleveland Browns have sought after Jadavion Clowney. He's got to meet with them. They've been consistent They're probably saying to him much the same things they said to him last year. It's going to sound very familiar, except now their playoff team, 11-win team, beat the Steelers in the playoffs, were a player or so away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the AFC Championship game. And they've signed Miles Garrett long-term. 
and Baker Mayfield is certain, and Kevin Stefanski is certain, and Andrew Barry is certain. But they've been consistent, and they've been persistent. And for a player who has felt unwanted, again, for some reason it's deserved, right? Missed a lot of, uh, missed a lot of games, right? So only four games in his rookie year, 13, 14, 16, 15, 13, 8. So he's missed a lot of games, not as many as it actually seems like, right? So after his rookie year, he missed three games, two games, no games, one game, three games. And then he had an eight game last year where he missed half the season. But he's lot, but he doesn't trust, right? He has a reason to not trust a little bit. He went to Mike Rabel last year because of that. And he comes to the Cleveland Browns, I believe, because of that. And your new starting defensive lineman, edge rusher, to go along with Miles Garrett, Tack McKinley, Malik Jackson, Sheldon Richardson, Andrew Billings, Jordan Elliott, Porter Gustin, Curtis Weaver. I believe will be Jadavion Clowney, and I believe it's because the Cleveland Browns are good because they have Miles Garrett, but most importantly because he Jadavion Clowney feels like he can trust the Cleveland Browns after the pursuit that they put in last year. Sometimes you plant seeds, and it takes a little while to grow. Make sure you check everything out on the OBR.com. We will keep you as up to date as we can as we go through Clowney Watch as we are. About two weeks away from the NFL draft up in Cleveland. We will keep you as up to date as we can. The OBR.com at the OBR on Twitter. Um, just YouTube. We have things going on all over the place. Make sure you check everything out. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns. <laughs>